listening to FBI 94.5 and this is Canvas, a show about art and ideas created by a team of artists. I'm Jess Olivieri, curator of contemporary performance at Campbelltown Art Centre. And I'm Frances Barrett, an artist and curator, and together we will be your hosts of Canvas this morning as a special Mardi Gras occasion to talk about the idea of queer listening. Thanks for joining us on your Sunday morning. Jess and I are the co-curators of an event, All Ears, a listening party, which was held at Campbelltown Art Centre last September. As part of this project, we commissioned several artists to make live performances, which foregrounded the idea of queer listening. And some of these artists included were Samia Syed, Emily Crocker, Enoch Malangi and Kilia Tipper. And today on Canvas, we are launching the final commissioned artwork of the project, the podcast, The Third Ear. And we are joined by the curator, the, the, the cr- creators of The Third Ear, writer and curator, Kate Britton, and sound designer, Hayley Forward. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hayley, could you give us a short description about what The Third Ear is? Yeah, so the third year is a podcast that uses um, the All Ears project and premise as sort of a jumping off point to talk about listening and in particular queer listening. And so we've collated um, a whole bunch of interviews from the artists, uh, the curators, yourselves, (laughs) and some other uh, audio professionals to talk about listening and queer listening. And we've ended up creating quite a beautiful collage which features um, the artist's works from the day uh, in the piece and the subsequent episodes also then feature those tracks in full which is um, really lovely and we chat to each artist in those episodes to talk about the themes that emerge from their works. Great. So before we listen to episode zero um, we're going to play a audio recording from one of the performances from All Ears, um, which is Brian Fawada's performance, Care Disfigurement's Soft Hands. And Brian is a Bondi-based artist who frequently performs as a ghost. And um, this particular work is focused on the preparatory exercises he sort of goes through prior to assuming this character. Uh, and Brian's performance often draws from improvisation and poetry and movement. You're listening to Canvas on FBI 94.5 via our digital stream as well. Here is Brian Fuada.
exercises in three acts. Act one, ankles. Ankles rise. Ankles fall. Ankles rise. Step one. Step two. begins now. And that was Brian Pawada's performance, Care Disfigurements, 
Soft Hands, which features in the podcast we are launching today, the third year. I'm Jess, and you're listening to Canvas on FBI Radio 94.5. And my name's Frances, and we're here with Kate and Haley, who created the podcast, The 30. Uh, Kate, I guess this project responds to the live event, which is all ears. Um, what were the key ideas of this event and that The 30 addresses and, and further extends? Yeah, I think, I think what really struck me about the premise of um, All Ears was this idea that listening is often perceived as a passive act, I think, that, you know, we consider it um, as less participatory than speaking or uh, even as less kind of informative in some ways than our visual senses. Um, and so questioning, well, how can we actually interrogate this idea and position listening not, not as active in the sense of, you know, kind of new agey active listening necessarily, but active as in a political act in and of its own right. Um, so I guess for us doing the podcast, um, we were really interested in understanding how each of the artists approached this idea, what they considered to be a queer listening practice and how that sort of fed into their work. And then we really, uh, I, I suppose, tried to enact a practice of listening ourselves that reflected these kind of ideas. Uh, so we listened to the artists, we spoke to them over quite a long period, and we really tried to get, I suppose, a nuanced understanding of the very different responses that each of them had to this idea, how they positioned their own listening practices as political, and then to consider how the third year as our response to that could provide a platform for those different ideas and could encourage and um, kind of give people the opportunity to listen in a particular way. Hayley, can you talk a little bit more about the process of creating this podcast? Yeah, so I guess our approach uh, to it, a few ideas we had straight up were that we wanted it to have multiple voices. We didn't want it to be... Um, driven or dictated by a single authoritative voice. Um, we thought this reflected the ideas of the project at large. Um, we also wanted it to f not feel too linear. Um, we wanted the audience to go on a journey similar to the journey we all experienced on the day um, and in the development of the project where by ideas um, feed back into each other or they spawn new ideas but everything um, you know keeps coming back around and taking off and it's um yeah and um, also we decided that we really wanted to feature the works of the artists not only as an audio catalogue because but because they also I think uh, encapsulate the entire discussion really well without words. Mm. And I guess with this idea of queer listening, Kate, like how should listeners approach the third year and, and how can they listen queerly? Sure. I think there are a lot of different different perspectives and ideas bandied around, I guess, and, and that you can kind of discover through the podcast, we hope, um, about what queer listening is. But I think one of the fundamental things was that to listen queerly or to listen you know, in this different way is about care. Um, it's about being open and listening without judgment. Uh, it's about trying not to bring a preconceived idea of 
what you expect someone to say or what you think the ideas that they're going to be presenting are. So I suppose to instead allow uh, someone else's perspective to really kind of be brought in to your mind and to, to consider that with care and with um, kindness, I suppose. Okay, so let's sit back and make yourself comfortable while we give you a sneak peek of episode zero of The Third Ear. You're listening to Canvas on FBI. I'm Jess Olivieri. There's something in like listening like or like receiving sound that it's like this different way of knowing. I was really interested in a passive but critical position and that for me is a listener. I love that. I love that idea of listening as a way of knowing. So founded on listening. So founded on listening to each other and learning from each other and, and kind of figuring things out between ourselves because maybe there aren't the resources that we need anywhere else. It's about sort of care. It's about criticality. It's about emotional vulnerability and it's about giving something time and committing to uh, an encounter, I guess. I mean, haven't we just all just sat around and and listened to each other as queer people and, and shared our stories? We don't know what someone else's experience is. Um, and that there's ways of finding out and listening is one of those things and asking is one of those things and being a little bit more um, attentive certainly helps. But at the end of the day, you know, we only really know what it's like to be in our own bodies, in our own experience. Welcome to The Third Ear. The Third Ear developed from an event at Campbelltown Arts Centre in September of 2018 called All Ears, A Listening Party. All Ears was developed by Frances Barrett and curated by Frances and Jessica Olivieri, the curator of performance at Campbelltown Arts Centre. You've just heard the voices of artists Emily Crocker and Kalia Tipper, curator Frances Barrett, and Campbelltown Arts Centre program coordinator Jen Blake, talking about listening. You'll also be hearing my voice, Kate Britton. I'm a writer. Working with my collaborator, sound designer Hayley Forward, we were lucky enough to interview numerous people involved in the All Ears project, as well as some outside experts, and to put together this podcast as a record of the event and reflection on some of the ideas it proposed. Things you tell me. All Ears invited artists to respond to a few central provocations. How can listening be a practice of resistance? What are the urgencies and responsibilities of a listener today? Is there such a thing as a queer listening practice? And what would this entail? Untellable things. The third ear is an invitation to listen, to reach out across space and time, to give your attention to different sounds and voices, different stories and ideas. When we listen, we shift our perception of our world. When we listen, we make ourselves open. It keeps happening. We hope you'll join us. It keeps happening. We're basically slowly killing ourselves because too many people are talking and not enough people are listening. It will keep happening. I think it's really important that 
Um, at different points in history, we take a moment to make sure that we are listening to the voices and the narratives that are going to be helpful in the future. And I think it's really easy to become overwhelmed. No one for the last 30 years has been listening to climate scientists. No one for the last century has been listening to a political activists who fear authoritarianism. We live in such a, a noisy, a noisy planet, a noisy world. Trump, Tony Abbott, detention policies on Nauru, homophobia, racism, transphobia. Yeah, I think all of those things are the opposite of queer listening. It's any kind of noise that creates walls. It's any kind of noise that denies other people's voices or other people's positions. Uh, it's maybe noise that creates confusion, hatred and depression. Look at the noise. Look at the noise. It is really essential that we listen. It is really essential that we shut the fuck up and start hearing what people that we don't want to listen to have to say. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Feel the vibrations of the words and the sounds as they enter your body and your mind. For all ears, Campbelltown Arts Centre commissioned eight artists to produce new sound-based performance works. Samia Syed, Emily Crocker, Enoch Mayalangi, Marcus Whale, Kalia Tipa, Jax Jackie Brown, Brian Fuwata, and Nina Buchanan. The day was hosted by Alisar Ghazal, and additional performances and lunch provided by Two Boys in Saris. The Arts Centre also commissioned us, Kate and Haley, to document, reflect on, and share the All Ears project through this podcast. In addition to this episode, which will introduce you to the artists and some of the main ideas explored, you can listen to the work of each artist in full across our eight next episodes. I would rather go blind, boy, than to see you walk away from me. We're here to think about listening and how we can understand this as a political act. The All Ears Project proposes queer listening as a practice of resistance, a radical act of care and attention capable of unsettling the structures and powers that be. In order to explore this idea, we've spoken with the artists and curators of All Ears. We also spoke with people like Daniel Browning, an audio aficionado who has devoted their entire career to sound and listening. 
We were lucky enough to have Daniel as our mentor for the third year. My name is Daniel Browning. I'm a producer and presenter on ABC Radio National. I've been trained as a journalist, um, but my career has evolved to be almost um, exclusively about sound. Not so much sound design, but how ideas interact with sounds and how sound can stimulate the mind. Uh, I think about this idea of, you know, the euphonious of, of sound being some kind of aesthetic value and of, of sound being beautiful. We asked Daniel about his ideas of queer listening. Listening is, we're all very aware of what listening is. There are, of course, degrees of listening. There is deep listening, there is um, peripheral listening, there is close listening, intent listening, um, and not really listening at all. For me, queer, queer listening would be, you know, that kind of a dialogue where anything can be said. I would think of openness and a, 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 no shame, perhaps. Um, honest listening. We also asked the All Ears artists. Here's Jax, Jackie Brown, Brian Fuwada, Samia Syed and Kalia Tipper. I think it's important to think about listening because often listening is a, is a reflective practice in which we get to really think about who we are and um, listen to a perspective that is different to our own and um, have some gentleness around that process of, of thinking about um, what, what someone else is saying. I think queer listening for me is again, a, along with this idea of kind of sort of decentering and kind of like um, queer listening is, is literally about um, the facility or the, and the capacity to be able to hear sounds um, that are like marginalized sounds, I guess. And, and sounds, in, so, in a lot of cases, being voices and um, identities. Um, and, um, yeah. Marginalised bodies. Marginalised bodies produce marginalised sounds. They produce marginalised sounds to communicate things that escape language. Um, I think it means being inclusive and actually um, putting yourself aside and, and actually taking in, yeah, seeing past yourself and taking in what this other difference is. Yeah. I think that queer stories and queer narratives have always been silenced throughout history and, and in the new liberation of queerness um, and, its, and its journey to further liberation, listening is a tool to understand our complex histories up until that point um, and to also provide a platform for those stories to be celebrated and provide healing. 
I will piece together the words I have so that my ancestors will understand me when I speak to them. I think we're at a point where we just, <laughs> there is no other option but to listen. Uh, so I just hope that, that, that we can be a force for change in, in encouraging people to, to, to open, open their minds to, to the voices of others and naturally to the voice of the environment. Artist Yvonne Bonifant writes that when we make sounds, we create a field of vibrations. We shake matter. Listening is a process that unfolds in a physical world. To understand a little more about listening, hearing, and how we make sense of the sounds that surround us, we spoke to sound and hearing specialist Chi Yun Lo. Okay, my name's Chi. We asked Chi to tell us a bit more about how we listen. Are we indeed all ears? Or is there more to it? Most people think of hearing as being a function of, I guess, just the ears. But hearing and listening is really ultimately a function of the brain. And that's, that's something that we can easily forget. Sound waves may enter through the ear, but this is only the beginning of the story. Essentially, we're taking this physical construct and, you know, it, it hits the human and that's where it's, it's open to interpretation, you know. So you can play the same tone to, you know, 100 people and they're all going to hear it slightly differently. You play, you, play, you know, a different piece of music and everyone's going to have a different interpretation. Everyone's going to have a different affect. So it's, it's one of those fascinating things where um, I think sound probably maybe more so than some of our other senses in a way, such as vision, it is more open to interpretation. It is more malleable and it's shaped by our development, our culture, our experience, everything. For some, listening happens through the ears. For others, it will be a different experience, one of text, touch or bodies in motion. We all listen in different ways. Listening is not always done through the ear. Listening can be done in other ways. That was Jess. Here's Francis. Yeah, like Jess said, it's not just listening with the ear, but it's, you know, thinking with the entire body. It's about you becoming, you know, your whole body becoming some kind of receiver. <laughs> Chi again, and Marcus. When, when we listen, and, and this is often overlooked, you know, hearing is basically a specialised form of touch. It's just like it's so sensual, like it's yeah, a sensual way of yeah. like, like hearing someone. There are many ways in which we, we can listen and we do listen. So a passive receiving kind of position can be empowering, can be the more uh, profoundly political action. Audiologist Miriam Westcott describes the ear as an open wound. Even while we sleep, sound pours through in an undifferentiated flow. 
think we've thought about all sorts of things over the course of this project and the way that, you know, like when you hear sound, you can't really turn it off and it's kind of always there and it kind of just sinks into your body and I don't, I don't know. The... Perhaps it is because we are so awash in sound that we tend to think of hearing as passive, relegate it to a sensory order below that of vocal emanations, our prized ability to make noise. Here's Emily, Enoch and Daniel. You know, so much of the way that we present knowledge in this world is like making sound, right? It's like, oh, like I have this thing that I know about, I'm going to talk about it. Or like to make sound kind of comes from this position of authority, right? Yeah, like I saw like a lot of posts and they always come up around Invasion Day and it's a lot of on this day, sit down, sort of shut up and listen, which I think is like inherently the political act. It's listening is like a lot of political acts because if it was all talking then there'd be no organising and if there'd be no organising there'd be no movement. You know I think about listening as a conscious kind of act rather than you know we're often taught to, to believe that when you listen you're not actually contributing that you're not part of a conversation um, and you know I challenge that because I yeah, I regard listening as as act as active and as conscious as walking or running through the park. You are you should be engaged in that process, um, and po- that's politically engaged. That's socially engaged. Uh, you, you're engaged at at all levels. Politics, movements, organizing, action—they're all really easy to learn. But I think what's even harder to learn is listening. Thinking about listening in that everyday sense and, and listening as a practice of caring for the people around you. And, and then I thought about that in the inverse and, and the way that we're kind of all being listened to all the time by our phones, by technology, by all those things and how that's kind of the inverse of that, right? Like the inverse of um, caring for people. While you're out at work, someone installed a microphone in our backyard. They padlocked it to the patio, and now I second-guess everything that I say. Everything I say, like... And so here we are, in an era in which late capitalism has created what Felix Guattari calls an impoverishment of timbers, where everyone lives to the same rhythm and the same accelerated cadences. I think it's really easy to become overwhelmed by dominant narratives that are driving us forward in a a direction that I don't feel is necessarily um, helpful. I feel like any kind of gesture that is sort of pulling away from where the conservative voices want us to lead to, I think is really important. For Foucault, to listen is to transgress a sensory boundary. It happens at the threshold. Listening opens us to the arrival of the new, where sound is neither subject nor object. The process our body enacts to receive and make sense of the arrival of sound is vibration, quivering, ripples across fluid, affects. We're 
are here to talk about a practice of listening that opens us to newness. In the creation of a space in which we can open ourselves to the unrecognized, the unidentified, the unknown. A space in which listening is not a tool of control, but of collectivity. Not a mode of surveillance, but a mode of resistance. A space in which listening is a politically powerful action. I don't think you can have art without politics. And art without politics is boring, and I don't do that. As queer people, we are often positioned on the outside of that centre, on the margins, on the fringes, um, speaking back to that centre, um, questioning that centre. Um, and I think that there that that marginality is not necessarily always a space of disempowerment. I think that there is beautiful things that happen on the fringes, that happen when we get to exist outside of those normative expectations. The Orleans catalogue opens with a quote from Ariel Goldberg. I continue to listen rather than claiming to understand. So it's about not needing to prescribe meaning, but just needing to listen. The opening paragraph of the program unpacks this idea. I am all ears, a casual idiom in which the ear assumes the body, taking precedence, taking responsibility. It implies actively and attentively listening to another, It is an encounter of care. This is the starting point for all ears, a performance event that will shape a shared and embodied experience to propose a queer mode of listening. The curators of all ears, in bringing together this particular group of artists, in this particular place, at this particular time, sought to create the conditions in which a queer listening practice could emerge. style of listening that we participated in um, I think is a completely different form of listening it's 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 raw um, it requires you to listen without judgment it requires you to open your heart the same way that the speakers open their heart within that there is vulnerability um, but there also has to be trust I think it's just so important to create spaces that really articulate values that we stand for, um, values that that are crucial for us both to exist and that we have to espouse 
to ensure the existence of others as a queer community. Creating spaces to listen to our experiences, our stories, to share our struggles, our trials, our tribulations, our hopes, our fantasies in this world that's just so dense with listening that is not as thought out. Ooh. You've just heard the voice of Amar, one of the two boys in saris, who provided catering during the intermission of the event and a performance to lead into lunch. Somewhere on the table, between the bowl of lentils, the lasciviously green, green chili pickle, the bitter melons blushing yellow with turmeric, and the water is the prime meridian of my soul, the center of my being and still the center of my world. We dream and we fight and we create and we say because we must for the people like us. We dream and we fight and we create and we save for the kids like us. And baby, and baby, and baby. It's pretty beautiful, yeah. Creating a real sense of togetherness, of community, you know, bringing so many people together mm. just to engage all our collective senses. It was, it was such a beautiful, beautiful. Mm beautiful day to be a part of. Something that I felt was really important was how are we listening to people within this context of Western Sydney? I think being queer in Western Sydney myself, having been here as a teenager, um, it's quite a different thing to being queer and being in the city. And often you go to the city as a refuge. Um, but what does it mean to be in Western Sydney listening to each other as queers, which I think is a really strong political act to take um, that has a different kind of resonance than it would if we were in the city. So that's something that we talked a lot about and about making sure that within the context of the program that we had a range of Western Sydney voices within that, as well as voices from outside of Western Sydney. In creating the third ear, we seek what queer media scholar Alfred L. Martin terms a queer listening public as creating queer effective communities, as a space for queer feelings and a sense of mutuality. In sharing the third ear, we reach out across space and time, across distances. When you listen to another person and you hear their story, you open yourself up to, to empathy and to the possibility of, of connection, not just with what's going on today, but a connection with, say, the past, um, a connection with the future. Wherever you are listening, in the company of friends or lovers, alone in your car, through headphones in an office, in bed, late at night. Together, we form a listening public. Across space and time, we tune in. We give over our attention to the voices of artists, of the queer community. We listen together, 
in spite of our distance. At the core of the All Ears Project are two central concepts, that of listening and that of queerness. Well, I think we, if we unpack those ideas of queer and of listening, I mean, it's pretty obvious what, what those two terms mean. But I think that term queer is open to interpretation. In a footnote in the curatorial intro of the All Ears program, Francis and Jess qualify a critical point. We do not aim to locate and delimit what queer is. How everyone understands queer is nuanced and individual, shaped by lived experience. For this event, queerness is conceived of as a shifting dynamic that exists between those of us in attendance. A dynamic that is open, compassionate and unassuming towards others, that holds yourself to account and is informed by the many possible imaginations and concrete realities of the body. My, 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 mind. My mind. My, 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 my. My understanding of queer um, changes all the time, which I think is part of being queer. I think with queerness, we're always trying to find the line between like what is queer and what isn't. And at times it can be divisive and at times it can be really, really important to like the safety of queers. 25 years ago, saying you were queer was cool. And then it disappeared. I think queer is many things. It's very much many things to many people. For me, the underlying notion of queer for me is about multiplicity. It's like a resistance, it's a rebellion against anything conventional or like, um, yeah, social standards. Yeah. And um, I don't see queer as something, I mean, initially I do have that, um, that thought about sexuality, but then it moves from that to um, seeing queer in everything or bodies that are, everything around me, my environment, um, and any elements of resistance or rebellion, I'm like, that's queer because you're questioning what it means to be in a, in a conventional world. It's not solidified. Um, it's beautifully uh, fluid and nuanced. And so it allows me to think really deeply about how I express my sexuality Um, how I flag my sexuality to other fabulous queer individuals on the street as a queer wheelchair user. And we often think of wheelchair users as not possessing a sexuality. Um, And so for me, it's really important to be read by other queer people as belonging to community. Something I've been thinking about maybe is a sense of difference, like like communality in difference. It's kind of sort of a um, long-standing kind of um, idea that I've had about it has been a, it's been a kind of like decentralizing, kind of decentering kind of um, political project. It's a practice as well. It's physically embodied, and it's got a lot to do with the body. Queer for me is an experiential thing and a physical thing. I mean, I think of queerness as being this super, like this kind of fundamentally subjective thing and 
subjectivity is as kind of being this like thing that we this sort of un, like ineffable, unknowable thing, this thing that you can never really pin down in language and communicate to someone else. My relationship to the term queer is still new. I'm still understanding it and also trying to figure out what it is in in queerness that I that I embody. But I embody it because it is new and it is fresh and it is this whole thing about like taking back our own kind of like owning our own labels. We're always improvising queerness, you know, like we're improvising how to be outside of the sex and gender conforming grid. So that's always yeah, it's, it's, it's another type of being outside of a grid, I guess. Out of my body. Queerness is slippery. My understanding is, is, is it's like the liminality is really important to a lot of understandings of Weird sexuality and gender, um, the slippages, that's a word. Right, it's this like quiet way of knowing. It's this like way of knowing that just kind of sits in the gap in your, in your slippage and your um, unreachable reach. Mm, like I know when I slip, things that I slip in and out of a kind of like how I can use my voice. Yeah, recently I've kind of, I kind of explore that a little bit more. It's kind of like this idea where as a trans person, you are, you are constantly slipping in and out of different voices, different voices to protect yourself and to hide yourself sometimes. When we speak, we reach. We send something of our body across space and time, hoping that it will reach another body. As Bonifant says, timber is a sensation in which we bathe. Queer listening, then, is to develop a certain virtuosity. Queer voices reach across straight rooms in search of each other. Bonifant writes, queer listening listens out for, reaches towards, the disoriented or differently oriented other. We listen out through the static produced by non-queer emanations. Queer listening attunes us to the differently oriented. We yearn to find each other. We listen out. A lot of things that have been said have been said a million times over. Like, I do definitely think, like, a lot of us are, like, standing on the shoulders of giants. We have arrived at a moment in time 
when listening has become more critical than ever. Listening is not a new idea, but it remains a critical one. We hope that through listening together now, we might create space for new kinds of listening. That we might say it or hear it just a little bit differently. What sounds queer? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if uh, I don't know if sound is queer. I think listening is queer. You've been listening to episode zero of the third ear, the final audio commission of All Ears, a listening party, a project conceived by Francis Barrett and co-curated by Francis and myself, Jess Olivieri. All Ears and the Third Ear were commissioned by Campbelltown Art Centre. All nine episodes of The Third Year are now streaming on SoundCloud and you can also visit the Campbelltown Art Centre's website at c-a-c.com.au for links to The Third Year and All Ears. I'm Frances Barrett and you're listening to Canvas on FBI and Canvas is brought to you by a team of artists which this week it's myself, Jess Olivieri, Kate Britton, Hayley Ford and Sabella D'Souza. We are going to leave you with a performance from All Ears, Nina Buchanan, uh, and her piano composition falling forever. But before we do, Kate and Haley, thank you so much for joining us. And what are you doing next? Uh, thanks, Jess. Well, actually, this is a bit of a shameless plug. Uh, this Thursday is the opening party of Art Month Sydney, a festival I've been working on. And we're really excited to actually have Brian Fuada performing on the night. Uh, it's at National Art School this Thursday. So please come. Great. I'm Jess Olivieri. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to Weekend Lunch with Martin Rays. You're on FBI. podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.